Long-term interest rates, as represented by a 10-year Treasury bond, have risen from a mere 50 basis points about two years ago. They were about half a percent in the second quarter of 2020 at the panic low in yields because of COVID. This was due to our government shutting down the U.S. economy to combat the virus. Today, 10-year Treasuries stand around 2%. Hey, sell all my stocks and bonds and buy me gold. Inflation is running out of control. Well, the first statement about interest rates is true. However, no, our investment team is not recommending liquidating equities and bonds in favor of hiding your assets in gold as an inflation hedge. I'm Chris Paris, Chief Investment Officer at Oak Harvest Financial Group, and the question on many investors' minds right now is, how high will long-term interest rates rise, and when will they stop moving higher? The question is, are we there yet? Does the investment team at Oak Harvest subscribe to the theory that we've entered a multi-year period of higher long-term interest rates and rampant inflation like the 1970s, a period when both interest rates and inflation ran in double digits? Well, I'll let you know shortly, but give us a call here at 877-896-0040 and give our investment team a chance to help you with your long-term investment allocation and give one of our financial planning teams a chance to model your cash flow needs and grades into and through your retirement years. Whether your cash account is yielding a few basis points or a few percentage points, or whether the 10-year treasury is yielding 50 basis points or 2%, the entire Oak Harvest team is here to help you navigate your journey into and through your retirement years. So the question is, are we there yet? Are we there yet on yields? Have long-term interest rates peaked? Many investors and financial news channels are currently panicked about high inflation and weak labor supply. These two dynamics have both pulled forward and heightened forecasts for central banks to increase short-term interest rates. Currently, the consensus path has jumped from maybe one rate hike in late 2022 to five or more over the next 12 months. We view these higher estimates as unlikely as tough comps and gravity are likely to become increasing headwinds throughout the second and third quarters of 2022. Both inflation and growth will face huge battles in 2022 against lapping the peak in government fiscal spending and add-on COVID benefits from mid-2021. Moreover, at the bank level, because of the mid-2021 Delta wave, global credit creation started slowing in the second half of last year, 2021. And this usually leads a slowing in economic activity by six to 12 months. Viewers recall that inflation is measured as percent change year over year. This means that even if prices are rising, it takes added energy and momentum for prices to extend at high rates for multiple annual periods. Things like shipping rates have rolled over dramatically the last three months. Other costs that we've talked about and heard about on TV a lot are ones like energy costs look to be peaking in their normal seasonal fashion as well. The pandemic demand and supply mismatch has caused a surge in global goods inflation. However, this dynamic appears maxed out and inflecting lower. Things like semiconductor supply and demand are beginning to move back into balance. As our economy reopens from the recent slowdown and we, the hit we have taken due to the Omicron wave, many companies will likely see a better labor supply picture. They'll be better able to fill their hiring needs. This is at the same time they should see a reduction in one-time employee overtime and sick leave costs that hit many of them the last few months. On the growth side, the economy is set to slow quickly over the coming quarters as almost 70%, 4.9 of the 6.9% of fourth quarter 2021 GDP growth 
was inventory restocking. Now listeners, inventory restocking is just replenishing stocked out depleted inventory. Yes, it does count on the numbers, but it is generally not a sustainable or healthy dynamic over quarters or years. Think about all those extra Clorox wipes you have in your closet now. You probably won't have to buy any of those for a couple of years. The great goods demand surge in the US has passed, and in time, goods inflation should follow. Much of the goods demand surge was tied to government fiscal transfers while supply chains were constrained by COVID. I bet all of you viewers who wanted to order that Peloton in the fourth quarter of 2020 for Christmas and couldn't get it because there was a three month waiting list and back orders are pretty glad right now you canceled your order. With most of these government assistance programs now past tense, good spending is likely to slow to a returning to trend line. This is just as small businesses are beginning to adjust their accumulation of inventory downward. Here's a chart of US durable goods spending. One can see it collapsed during COVID and it's almost symmetric impulse higher as the economy reopened. Net-net, we are now slowing and heading back to our long-term growth trend. Even if we are off in our assessment of the upcoming inflation numbers, it looks like the markets have already rushed to the near endgame result for the Federal Reserve tightening this year. In other words, it should be very hard for the Fed to cause more hawkish surprises over the next two quarters. Here are a couple of interest rate charts to give you a visual of what we are seeing in real time. As we have pointed out for a few months now, market expectations are that we have passed peak inflation and we're headed down the other side of the slope. Will it return to sub 2%? I doubt it. Our team believes we reached the secular lows in both interest rates and inflation back in the second quarter of 2020. So the answer to the question, are we there yet on long-term interest rates? For 2022, it looks to our team like we've already factored in a lot of the hawkish Fed action into the bond markets for the second and third quarters. Can a 10-year treasury rate finish the year closer to two and a quarter to 2.35%? Sure, that's another quarter percent or 40 basis points higher. That's been our team's expectations for quite some time. Is that a death sentence for equities in the economy? We don't think so. This would just get interest rates back to their average level since the great financial crisis hit in 2008. The good news is that when the market's adjustment to the Fed is over, companies' earnings, stock buybacks, equity flows, investor positioning, and easier comps are likely to be a good setup for the late second half of 2022 and 2023 continuation of this bull market. With the continued volatility that we expect, our investment team recommends that you get on the phone and give our Oak Harvest team a call and ask to speak to one of our financial advisors and planners. Set up a meeting and sit down with one of our team and let us walk you through how the sequence of returns can affect your retirement plan every bit or more than your average investment return that your current advisor is generating you. Give us a call at 877-896-0040 and give our team a chance to help you into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris from the whole team here at Oak Harvest. Have a great weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. 
Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.